Hi, I'm Kimberly. And hi, I'm James. First, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to us pretty much ramble on about what we think is important. And please remember, we are not professionals at anything that we have to say. We want to welcome you to All Things Family. It's like Kimberly said, we're pretty much just going to ramble on, so if rambling on isn't your thing, then you should probably just turn us off. Um, there's probably times that I might be offensive, and, well, that's just the type of person that I am. I don't mean to be offensive, but sometimes I just speak the truth, and, and truth tends to offend people quite a bit, especially in this day and age. Well, first off, we're going to talk about things that make you say, really? So, it was funny, because... We were sitting here talking earlier, and Kimberly brought up this deal that she had posted on Facebook. And she says, did you see the 48-hour challenge? And I said, yeah. Yeah, I read something about that a couple of days ago. Um, so the 48-hour challenge is this new challenge that is encouraging kids, um, as young as 12, I believe, to um, basically go missing for... 48 hours um that's two whole days and that's cutting off all contact they basically turn off their cell phone and and so they um they it has a point system and the point system is based off of how many posts on social media uh, that they get for um concerned family or friends or whatever and I don't really, I didn't really read too much into, you know, the, the point system part of it. Because really, in all honesty, it's just, well, it's stupid. Um, it says, officials want parents to be aware of the viral internet 48-hour challenge that encourages kids to go missing for two days. Our source tells the, says the main goal is to have their picture on social media and the more likes and shares it receives, the more points the teen will get. This challenge is, isn't just scaring parents. It's also wasting law enforcement resources. Um, be, it says, be sure to talk to your kids and express the seriousness of this situation. It's not funny to go missing and not funny to have parents and police worrying for nothing. I mean... One, that's just crazy. If my kid went missing, one, I'd be a nervous wreck. But two, they're doing it for fun. And yeah, I mean, I'm all about, you know, supporting the blue and stuff like that. But that is wasting resources whenever, you know, there's people out there that could actually need cops and they're looking for this kid who's playing a joke and getting points. So the funny thing is about this 48 hour challenge deal is that they believe that it's loosely based off of a challenge that started overseas in, um, Belfast. And uh, I don't know if it started in Belfast itself, but that was one of the things that was one of the places that I had read about. But the one that was over there was called, um, the game of 72, which is basically the kids went missing for 72 hours. 
And, you know, I just can't help but sit here and think that, you know, okay, so you got this kid that decides that he's going to take, he or she is going to take part in this challenge. And they're like, okay, well, I'm going to cut off my cell phone and and I'm going to go missing for 48 hours. And during that time of them, you know, doing this challenge, something happens to them. And they're not able to get to their cell phone to turn it on, to call for help, to say, hey, you know, look, I screwed up. I was doing this challenge and I got hurt. Um, You know, there's so many things that could go wrong with it. And I just don't think that kids completely understand, especially nowadays, because there is so many parents that just don't really take the time to figure out what their kids are doing. Um, So we have two kids ourselves. One of them is two, which we'll get to that later. And then the other one is eight. And he just recently got his first smartphone. And I'm having a hard time with it because I'm the type of person that, like, I'm like, hey, let's go outside. Let's go do this. And, of course, it's wintertime where we're at now. And um, it it sucks because we can't go outside and, and goof off. But the point of that is is, is – Parents need to be more involved in their kids' life. I don't think there's enough involvement from parents in their kids' lives, and I think that's why they're doing these challenges and stuff, really. And it's, it, I mean, just like this one, and and then there was other challenges, you know, that were all done for attention. And it all goes back to social media. My son came into me, the eight, my eight-year-old came into me and asked me, you know, hey, Dad, when when can I get a Facebook? And I just kind of laughed. I was like, uh, not for a while, you know, because he's one, he's eight years old. He doesn't need a Facebook. Um, two, I'm not sure if I'm ready for him to be exposed to all that that's going on on social media, because my personal opinion, social media is ridiculous nowadays. Um, I can give you a quick rundown of over 90% of y'all's news feeds. Um, Political, 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 uh, somebody trying not to be offensive, and then somebody being really offensive. That's pretty much it. Oh, and then you got the people that complain about how horrible their life is, but whatever. (laughs) That's like all the time. Um, But back to this challenge, I if there's any kids listening... Or going to listen, I urge you not to do this because your parents are going to be so worried and it's not worth the quote unquote points that you're going to get from your friends. It's, it's not okay to be doing this and worrying your parents. Believe me, as parents, we have enough to worry about. We worry about you when you're at school. We're wor- we worry about you when you're asleep. We worry about you constantly. So we don't need the added stress of worrying about you over you doing this crazy challenge that someone came up with. And apparently my husband knew where it came from because I didn't even know where it came <laughs> from. Um, but... I urge you not to do this, and parents, 
I urge you, please talk to your kids and tell them it's not okay. And sit down and have a real conversation with them to tell them and talk to them and say, Hey, you know, your friends might be talking about doing this and I just want you to know that I love you and that it's not okay. Man, what happened to the days where we had to tell our kids, Hey, you know that creepy guy down the street? Yeah, don't don't walk in front of his house. Or, you know, hey, if somebody comes up and says, you know, that I've got candy in my van for you, don't don't take it. You know, like that was that was the times that yeah, they were scary and I mean it was it was stuff that you had to worry about, but I mean so I'm I'm thirty three years old and the town that we live in, I remember being able to go to sleep at night and have the front door kicked open on a hot summer night, have the front door kicked open, screen door latched, and, you know, we didn't have to worry about nothing. And now the same town I grew up in 33 years later, you know, man, I got to make sure my screen door's latched and, and locked, and then I got to make sure that my my house, you know, the deadbolt and everything like that is, is locked. And then on top of that, I got to set the security system. And Which then on we top of, never thought that we would have to have. Right. And then on top of that, I sleep with a, a loaded gun in my dresser drawer. You know, and it's not because we live in like this horrible neighborhood or anything. It's just that's the times that we live in. And it's 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 sad. Um, and our screen door used to not even have to be locked at night. No. No, it didn't. <laughs> we just latched it for if the wind picked up, it didn't pop it. Yeah, because the wind blows all the time here. All the time. So, are you ready to move to our second segment? Let's do it. Well, our second segment is going to be called Husband and Wife Truths. So, this segment is basically... Um, our advice. Our advice. You can you can take it or you, or you can just kick it off to the side. It's, it's just kind of things that's helped us. Um, now, with that being said... I'm going to say the same thing to any of you that are listening um, that I've told multiple, multiple people before. We don't have it all figured out. It's not like we've been married for, you know, 50 years or so. You know, we've we've been together for 10 years. Um, we've been married for nine. Um, and they, all nine of those years haven't been... Roses and rainbows, as I like to say, um, they've been hard because marriage is something that you have to work for. It's just like that Facebook post that I'm sure everybody has seen where it talks about people needs to stop talking about how marriage is just a piece of paper. You know, money's just a piece of paper, too, but you got to work for it every day. Um, and marriage is not 50-50. Marriage is 100-100. So the... the what we want to talk about today in this is is open, honest communication. Open and honest communication. Um, having an open door policy with your significant other, and that's the so. This is something that um, we didn't really start doing until just this past year because we had some things go on, and um, we it, might get into that later. We might get into that later. <laughs> So we had some things that went on and it was, it, it became a requirement 
um, which it should have became a requirement in our marriage to begin with from day one, but it wasn't. Um, and there was a lot of things that kind of suffered because of that. But now we have this open door policy with each other. And so I, I, I want to kind of talk about one of them. Um, so I think it was last week, maybe. Um, so I've been the, the, uh, breadwinner, I guess you could say for the household, um, up until this last year. Um, and by breadwinner, I mean, I was the only one working. Kimberly was a stay at home mom. She was at home with our kids, um, all day and, and she was perfectly happy and content being that way. Um, but then she started getting to where she felt cooped up in the house and she wanted to get out and, and contribute more to, to our family unit. And so she started subbing, uh, being a substitute teacher, uh, for a school district that's close to us. And so she started doing this and they liked her so much that they were like, Hey, we're going to offer you a full-time sub position. And so basically she was going to become a full-time employee of the school and I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. But so she caught me one morning, um, where I was, and it was one of those rare mornings where my alarm clock went off and I just didn't want to get out of bed. I wanted to just lay there with her and hold her and cuddle and, and, and by rare, I say extremely rare because usually my alarm clock goes off and I'm like grumbling. I'm like a grizzly bear. I want to get up out of bed, you know, and then, so we were laying there and I was like, I just don't want to go to work today. I just want to lay here all day with you. And she's like, well, I have to get up and I have to go because how would that look if I'm trying to get a full-time position there and I don't even show up for the part-time stuff that I'm, you know, already signed up for. And she was like, I got to go out there and make that money. And I instantly was just like, well, my income used to be enough. And that was like the end of it right there. Uh, we got up and, and, you know, she went into the bathroom and started getting ready and I started getting ready for work and, and I left for work and I was like, love you. Have a good day. You know, and I, I mean, I meant it when I said it, but I'm sure that the way it came off, it didn't sound that way. Um, so the open door policy part, I get to work and I text her like I do every morning and tell her, you know, Hey, made it to work. Uh, love you. Have a wonderful day. And I get a phone call and it's from her and she says, okay, so since we have this open door policy, um, I just want to let you know that what you said this morning really hurt my feelings. And I'm just sitting there thinking, I, I, I don't have time for this. I'm at work. You know, I didn't say that men don't say stuff like that ever to your wife ever. Um, but so I'm sitting there thinking, I really don't have time for this because I'm at work. I'm fixing to have to go to work, you know, actually do stuff. And, and, but I had to sit there and listen because we did have that open door policy or we do have that open door policy. So I sat there and I listened to her, you know, tell me, you know, Hey, look, that hurt my feelings because I'm very, very proud of what I'm doing. You know, I've, I've busted my butt to become you know, full time up there and I'm really well liked and what you said hurt my feelings. And so 
because of that open door policy deal, you know, she was, she felt confident enough to come to me and tell me what had hurt her feelings and made it to where I backed off and was like, Oh, okay. You know, and I said, I told her at, at that time I told her, I said, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I, I know it hurt your feelings and, and I didn't mean it the way that it came out and, and I'm sorry, you know, and of course I'm sure, and she'll probably say and agree with me on this. I'm sure at that time when I said, I'm sorry, she's probably like, yeah, okay. I believe that. Yep. (laughs) But later on that evening when I got home, um, and we were sitting down and we were talking and, and that's something else that we do each and every night. We have the kids, you know, we put the kids in bed and then we have our time and our time is our time. It's our time to talk, um, talk about our days, talk about, um, just different things that are going on or talk about problems that we had with each other during the day. Um, or, you know, extracurricular activity, but really, (laughs) so, but the biggest deal, the biggest point of that is, is, you know, have that open door policy, having that open door and that open and honest communication isn't easy. It's not easy by any means. You're both going to get your feelings hurt. You're both going to not want to talk to each other about these hard conversations that you have to have. But it's so worth it. There you go. Because, I mean, women, I know we think we're always right. And in that instance, I was. But we're not always right. I mean, there's been plenty of times when... James has called me out and been like, hey, Kim, you know, you said this or you did this and, you know, I didn't like it or it hurt my feelings and I have to back off and think, oh, yeah, you're right, babe. I'm, I'm sorry. And, you know, it has opened a door to where we're not scared or nervous to talk to each other about anything. We can sit there and have these hard conversations that people are scared of having without really thinking about it because we have implemented this into our nightly routine and our nightly practice and now it's just second nature to us to where we talk and... That's just how it is. I mean, if you don't want to know the truth, then don't ask either one of us because both of us is going to tell you. Um, but if you don't have that open door policy, I really urge you or y'all, husband and wife, to try this. Because at first, James can tell you it's really, really hard because there's some things you just don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to keep them cooped up and stay mad at each other. Well, at least that's what you think it's easier to do. Well, the thing is, is that you stay mad at each other or you keep all this stuff bottled up um, and it just festers. It's just like an infection that, that if you don't take the time to doctor that infection or to take care of that infection, to take antibiotics for that infection, 
then it just festers and the infection gets worse and worse and worse. And, you know, to get kind of gruesome about it, you know, the infection gets worse and they have to go in and cut it out. So what is that, what is that doing to your marriage? If you're just sitting back and you're like, Oh man, she just makes me so mad because she's always nagging at me and she's always doing this and she's always saying this. Like, what does that do for you as and I'm talking to the men that may possibly listen to this. What does that do for you? What, you know, what does that really do for you? That doesn't do anything for you. It just makes you walk around pissed off all the time. And there's no need for that because if you're doing that, then you're not able to fully commit yourself as a father to your kids or as a husband to your wife. And that's the main, that's the two main things that you should be focusing on um, as, as men, you know, she talked about how, you know, Hey women, you're not always right. You know, we must, we'd like to think that we are. And I'm going to tell y'all right now, 90, okay. 95% of the time. And I'm probably exaggerating on that. Um, 95% of the time women are right. Um, it's probably more like, 99% of the time they're right because men, I love you guys, but we do some, we do and say some really stupid stuff. But having that open door policy has helped out in our marriage, um, tremendously. And, you know, whenever you sit there and you listen, or you talk to people who are or have been divorced or are fitting to be divorced or even break up as a couple, you ask them, well, what's the problem? What happened? Well, they just don't talk to me anymore. I don't feel like they love me anymore. Um, they just, they don't want to talk about it. Well, that's what we as a couple tried to resolve, I mean, we weren't close to getting a divorce or anything like that, but, you know, we tried to resolve that. We talk constantly and about anything and everything. And, you know, as he said, you know, being a dad, you know, you need to focus on your wife and your kids. Well, being a mom, when you're mad at your husband you're not fully thinking about your kids. You're thinking about why you're pissed off at him. And you just keep getting madder. And if you're anything like me, anybody can tell when I'm mad because I rage clean. Like, I, I clean anyway. Oh, my God. I clean anyway. My house is normally 95% clean every day. But there's a difference between clean and rage clean. I could come into the house after work and I could walk in and be like, I just automatically, I can walk in and be like, hi honey, how are you? Or I can walk in and be like, who pissed you off today? Because there's a, there's a totally different clean that there is. It's, it's, I don't know. It's hard to explain, I guess. And then he opens the door and it's the open door policy yep. and it all comes and out. It all comes out. But and, I feel better after. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the whole thing is, is and, and when we're talking about the open door policy, 
it's not just between you two. Like, oh, well, you did this, 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 and this, and it made me mad or it hurt my feelings or it made me feel like crap or or whatever. No, this open door policy is is that when you come in, guys, when you come in from work and you see that she's in a bad mood. Or women come in from or work. Or women coming in from work. But when y'all get home in the evening and y'all are there with each other and you know that she's that something's out of sorts and you ask her, hey, you know, so how was your day? Be completely prepared to sit there and listen and honestly engage and listen to how her day was. Because if you just look at her and say, so how was your day? And then you pick your cell phone up and you start dinking around on it. You're not, you're showing her that that cell phone or, or that that Facebook post or, or whatever is way more important than her and what happened to her during the day. You know, um, she could have had a horrible, horrible day and had somebody make her just completely teetotally pissed off way more than you ever thought about doing. And you're missing your chance to be that for lack of better terms, you're missing your chance to be that white knight and come in and, and just hold her and be like, I'm sorry you had a bad day. And believe it or not, guys, sometimes we need that. Like, I I don't cry. I am tough, and I'm a rough, tough country girl that can do anything that a guy can do. But you know what? There's times that James just holds me, and... I just cry because sometimes that's what you need is you need someone who genuinely cares, genuinely knows what you're going through because you're talking to them about it and they understand. Yep. So we want to go to our, our last segment. Sure. (laughs) Our last segment is about kids. So, we told you about our eight-year-old um, getting a cell phone. We'll talk more about him probably in a later segment. But in this segment, we are going to talk about the terrible twos. And our daughter, bless her heart, is going through the terrible twos. Not only that, is she is just a little hurricane on wheels. And we are trying to potty train her. She knows when she has to go to the restroom. And she will tell you after she goes to the restroom in her diaper that she needs it changed. So, to any of you parents out there that are listening to this, if you have any advice on how to do this potty training thing, like, okay, so with our son, when... When we were potty training him, at first he was like, he didn't want nothing to do with it. And then he woke up one morning and he like peed his diaper so bad that it was like leaking out of his, down his leg. And, and I told y'all I'm pretty graphic about stuff. But so he, he peed and it was leaking down his leg. And all he said to us was, I'm done. And he took the diaper off. And he went and put big boy underwear on, and that was all she wrote. Man, that kid went to the bathroom from then on out. Has never had an accident. It has been, like, it was great. I was like, dude, if this is what potty training is, we got this in the bag. And then came our daughter. 
She will look at you dead in your eyes with this sweet little smile on her face and she'll say, I pee. Oh, you need to go pee? And then she'll shake her head and she'll say, no, I pee. And she'll point to her diaper. We've tried everything. We've tried bribing her with candy. Um, we've tried, I, we've got two bathrooms in our house and, and so we've, we've tried letting her pee in one bathroom to see if maybe she pees in that bathroom better than the other bathroom. It's, it's crazy. We have a little potty. We have a potty. Okay, so we have went as far as getting the little potty that sits in, like, on top of the big potty seat. She loves Minnie Mouse, so we got her a mini one. She won't use it. She just sits on it and says, Minnie, Minnie, Minnie. Okay, so we got her a little potty seat, and it has a bear on it. And all she does is point at the bear and says, bear eyes, bear nose, bear mouth. She won't use the bathroom. But as soon as we take her off of it and put a diaper on her, she pees. Or if we let her run around without a diaper and then, you know, time it about five, ten minutes later, we'll take her back to the bathroom. Yeah, no, she pees in the floor and then dances in the puddle. dances in the puddle. (laughs) Yeah, she dances in the puddle. And then I have to clean her up and clean up the floor. And it's just a whole big mess. And the whole time, James is laughing. Well, so, so I find it funny. And I know I probably shouldn't, but I do. <coughs> and um, so it's just one of those things. Um, but, yeah, any parents that are listening to this, if you have some kind of advice, it'd be greatly appreciated. Um so the terrible twos part of it. Um, so our son, he never went through the terrible twos. Um, he never went through the trying threes or, or any of the other names that there are for all the ages. Um, he is a very emotional child. Um, but he's also a very loving and he has a great, huge, big heart. Um, and that's just the type of person, type of, type of personality he has. Um, our daughter, on the other hand, I have nicknamed her squirrel. And so if you're listening to this and you're going, man, that's pretty cruel. Just wait. So I have logic behind nicknaming her squirrel. And the reason being is, is one, everybody was getting me, getting mad at me because I was calling her my little terrorist. And they were like, well, that's not nice. You can't call her that. So I came up with the next best thing, which was a squirrel. So <laughs> my whole thought process on that is, is that you got a squirrel that's in your bird feeder out in the yard. You can step out on your back porch and yell at that squirrel. Hey, squirrel, get out of my bird feeder. It just stops and looks at you like, what? But the moment you start to take a step towards that squirrel, it runs off. And it runs off at lightning speed and jumps over everything in its path. That is my two-year-old daughter in a nutshell. She, you look at her and tell her, hey, don't do that. And she just kind of looks at you and she giggles and, and laughs about it. And then you go to start making a step towards her, you know, to, to get after her. And 
and man, she's gone like a lightning bolt, and she will jump what, over with whatever she has in hand. <laughs> with whatever she has in hand, and she will run, jump, swim, climb. Like it don't matter. Like there's nothing that will get in her way from getting away from you with whatever that she's not supposed to have. While laughing. While laughing about it. Um, uh, her new favorite word, of course, is no. Um, which I I kind of thought that I had it figured out. You know, um, the other night I asked her. I said, "Well, do you want your juice cup?" And she was like, "No." I was like, "Okay, fine." So I set it outside the the uh, little playpen, and uh, she was like just sitting there crying and 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 was not happy about the whole situation. And then all of a sudden she just quit crying and she goes, "Juice." I said, "Oh, you want your juice?" Uh huh. So I went and I gave her her juice, and I thought, "Heck yeah, I got this figured out. I got this whole no word whipped." And then I figured out that a two year old um can actually have <clears throat> a lot of resilience when it comes to the word no um you know you look at her and you say you want your juice cup and she's like no and you're like fine okay this girl will almost damn near dehydrate herself because she told you no she didn't want her juice cup yeah she didn't want her juice cup because of you didn't put the right juice in it or whatever i don't know or the right color of lid. <laughs> or the right color of lid on it. So, um, any parents that are out there that are going through the terrible twos. We're sorry. I'm, we're right there with you. <laughs> I'm praying for you, like, every single night. Um, it's, it has been a whole different experience with our daughter. Um, they, they say that daughters are harder than, than sons and, I have to completely agree with that now. Um, I know that when Kimberly was pregnant with our son, we were like, oh, we want a little girl. We want a little girl. And then we ended up having him and we we're like, oh, this is great. And then we had our little girl and we we're like, oh, wow. We didn't know that girls were going to be this hard. So, uh, I mean, I love my kids to that. But I love we wouldn't both of trade them either one of them for anything. Right. But this is just our little thoughts for tonight and we hope that you loved it and we hope that you'll subscribe and listen to us again and again this is all things family and i'm kimberly and i'm james have a wonderful night y'all